Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Uh, well, welcome back to another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. I'm Brizey um, here today to talk to one of my good friends, Brant, Brant Kogel. Hey, and mate. How are you? Excellent. That's good, Excellent. mate. So, um, as I've said before on previous episodes, what I like to do is just have a chat to anyone that wants to come on and have a bit of a chat about their life. And the idea behind it is, like I've said before, I've done thousands of funerals over the years and I've heard thousands of eulogies. Eulogies from um, people who have passed away, from the families that share them, from a third-party point of view as opposed to the person who actually passed. And um, some of those stories are absolute bangers. Mm. And there's those keynotes that are missed. And it's just want to give the opportunity for people to share some of those amazing stories that they've experienced in their life so that one day maybe when our time comes, there's an opportunity to share those stories or they're recorded forever for people's memories. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd love to hear a podcast that my great-grandfather did, you know, like Mm. something like that in his own words. A hundred percent. Yeah, that would be really cool. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. And yeah. then to also get a again an experience of that person's life at that point in time as mm. well, yeah. Because people don't really have an understanding of what um, generational things that were going on back then, yeah. Don't really have an understanding of it. Like minute details that yes. can be shared mm. can make the biggest difference in the details of people's lives. They don't even understand that. That's right. I mean, I found uh, my father's uh, uh, diary. Like mm. it was just a small journal. Um, years ago and um 
you know, it was all dated and it was just what he was doing day to day and just small notes and just small entries. I just found it so interesting, you know, that that's what he was doing at that stage in his life. And I would have loved, like, uh, obviously the concept that you have with this, I would Mm. have loved to have heard how he spoke and, you know, like, you know, as a young man, as an 18-year-old, you know, like. That's exactly right. Because even reading, reading those stories or those those journals of those people's lives, Mm. You don't get their tone. You don't no. get their language, how it was spoken, how everything yep. was pronounced. So the jokes. The jokes, that's yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And it could have been more. Humor. Yeah, they're for, <laughs> a lot more formal or something yeah, exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're exactly on the point there. And that's that's the whole emphasis is to try mm. and promote that, get people's stories out there and and then just go along with the ride and enjoy it. Yeah, I think so, it's a brilliant idea, mate. Yeah, thanks. Man. I appreciate yeah. that. Mm. Um, so... As we were saying, like obviously that's why we got you in here today. I'd love yep. to hear some of your stories, mate. Obviously, um, you know we've known each other through the background of of martial arts and uh, being as you're one of my instructors for jiu-jitsu and also just a, a friendship as well that we've um, accumulated over the years. Um, but I would love to hear. I know you've got an extensive martial arts background. Um, your journey from how what got you into it. Um, leading all the way up to the fact that you opened up your own martial arts school, um, a dojo, um, mm. and then adapt that into um, mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu, um, and then from that evolved into um, your journey now with what you call the warrior's way. Yep. So please, mate, where, we start from you're a young fella. And right. <laughs> well, just, uh, just a point of interest too, maybe um, – I've actually written my own eulogy. Have you really? Yes. That's um, good. That's very... Well, it was part of a, like a coaching program yes. that I did, um, you know, so uh, I get, you know, business coaches or personal development and all that kind of stuff over the years and that was a, a um, an exercise that I had to do is, you know, how do you want to be remembered? Yes. You know, like, yeah, I guess it's kind of a, a, um, a bit of a, an exercise in, you know, knowing where you want to go, like your vision for the future and how you want to be remembered. So... Um, because, um, I guess that's, that's what was really important at the end of the day, like who you were remembered for, you know, and, um, yeah, what your life meant and, you know, what they're going to speak about at your funeral. They're going to talk about how much money you made or, you know, or what you achieved, you know, it's going to be more about what kind of person you are, who you influenced and why. So, um, I wrote it and uh, I spent a bit of time on it actually, and I don't know if I should have, but I let my daughter read it. Yeah. And she read it. She started crying. She's oh, like, she? I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. It's just like. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they, they, as soon as you start reading it, you're going like you're picturing that you're, you're actually there. doing Well, you picture that you're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. So you could, you could essentially put yourself in the shoes of someone that's actually up there reading it to a congregation mm. of mourners. Your first thing is that you, you're probably sitting and going, oh, shit, this could be. <laughs> Well, I guess that's the second part of the exercise too. It's not like just about where you, you know you're going or you know what's important to you. Figuring that out, but it's also like it puts things into your into perspective that yes. this is going to happen one day. Of course. So, like, how are you going to live? Like, mm. you know, like you've only got so much time. Of course, that's mm. exactly right. And look, I'm the I'm I'll be the first to admit that mm. even in my industry, like I'm constantly reminded of our own mortality. Yeah. But yeah. even I. I'm constantly reminded of it daily, but I'll still let it slip. Like I'll go into this, wake up, do 
do the work, do the daily routine, go to bed, wake up, do the daily routine and not take a second to actually sit back and just appreciate the things that are going on in your life and that are going around. Um, even though I'm constantly reminded of it. Yeah, well, I guess you get blasé about it, you know, like... 100%. It's like driving a car, you know, Mm. we forget that we're speeding along, you know, at 100 kilometres an hour. Yes. Like, it's like, it's no big deal. We just do it every day. Subconsciously, Um, just go through the day driving without... Yeah, the motion of it. Yeah, but Um, you see somebody who just starts driving a car and they're like, oh, (laughs) panic stations, you know, like... (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Everything's agitated. The turns aren't smooth. And that yeah. could be a, uh, um, a description of life itself as well. Mm. So, uh, so on that note, you, um, what got you into martial arts to start with? Like you've been doing, I know you've done it as a kid. What? You're gonna laugh. Um, yeah. It was the Karate Kid. Was it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I was like um, seven or eight. I think it was like uh, I was actually maybe even younger, six. Um, yeah. My grandmother taped the Karate Kid, like VHS, you know, like, and uh, every time I went to grandma's house, I was like, put Karate Kid on. And I'd watch it like two, three times and I'd know all the words and like. I and just, you could do that jump and kick? Yeah, man, that was like, it was <laughs> practiced thing. every day. No, um, and then, you know, like uh, at the time, um, you know, I just I was inspired by that and um, the whole story behind it as well, I yeah. guess. And um, and then, um, you know, there was the Ninja Turtles, you know, were coming out. Oh, of course, at that, yes. At that time, Ninja yep. Turtles. And um, and then all Bruce Lee movies, you know, yep. uh, End of the Dragon, Fist of oh, Fury. I actually, look, I'll be I'll be honest too. Like I absolutely loved anything Bruce Lee. Oh, man, he was, was the be- <laughs> he was the best. Yeah. Uh, you yep. s- I remember I used to emulate some of the stuff that he would do, that one-inch yep. punch and all that sort of stuff. Oh, man, that was such good. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, the nunchucks. Nunchucks. The nunchucks. The nunchucks. That's why yeah. I like Michelangelo because yeah, he had the nunchucks yeah. like Bruce Lee, you know. Yeah, and he loved pepperoni pizza. Yes, he liked pizza. He was he was a badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I guess, um, you know, like my family um, all, you know, come from central Queensland and so um, uh, all country people, you know, camp draft, bull ride. Oh, um, wow, yeah. You okay. know, uh, graziers. My grandfather's a, a grazier. My dad, you know, was into rodeo. Um, my uncle was a back-to-back Australian champ, rodeo. My cousins are in the PBR. Wow. It's like, um, you know, um, I guess a lot of people that know who my family are and know that I'm, you know, Danny's son. They're like, oh, do you ride bulls, mate? Like, no, nah, I do karate. They're like, hmm. That <laughs> <laughs> really got a bit left field there, wasn't it? Yeah, a bit of a black sheep there, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but um, oh, I tried it. I went and... You know, rode bulls and did all that kind of stuff um, yeah. just to, you know, um, you know, be a part of it all. But it just wasn't for me. I went back to back to karate. Yeah. Yeah. So that's but where... You, but where, you started getting bloody good at it too. Well, that's where I started. Um, my, um, uh, you know, my first instructor um, was in Emu Park. Yeah. Um, and um, he ended up, um, you know, as, as years went on, he ended up um, being my stepfather. Oh, so, wow. Yep. Yeah. And... Um, and, uh, you know, I did my first grading on my eighth birthday and um, I just loved it. And um, it was, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot, like, there wasn't much UFC or anything around. Yeah, it was yeah, of all, course. Yeah, no. Um, and I just, um, I guess I just wanted to compete. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, um, I followed, 
you know, it, it was just all about karate for me, everything. Um, and um, except for that one year I went riding bulls. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, um, I think I got my black belt when I was 13. Wow. Um, and, um, and I just pursued it and I had a bit of a knack for it just because I, you know, love training. Yeah, you had the dedication to it. Yeah, dedication. Yeah. Yep, dedication, um, obviously – yeah, commitment. You obviously had a talent for it as well. Mm. Um, now, there was it. Was it always competition from when you first started, or was it more of the style of it to begin with, and then it went into competition? Because yeah. you got very good with the competition too. Yeah, I think you're right there. It was really only like it was just to be like those guys, like the yes. Karate Kid and Bruce Lee, and to be able to move like that and to do those things, and that that was what really inspired me. And then. Um, I guess when I got a little older, I just got more competitive. Maybe yep. that t- testosterone started kicking in. Yeah, it starts flooding in. Yeah, and um, <laughs> you know, um, and I, I went to my first world championships in South Africa wow. in two thousand and three. Two thousand three. Yeah, I think it was two thousand three. Yeah. Yep. Um, and. Um, you know, like uh, how yeah. was that experience explained? Explain well, that stuff. was my first time overseas. Was it really? Yep. And um, and you get and, and a place like there too, like South it's Africa. Not, yeah. What was that like? Yeah, it was full on, man. It was um, it was a massive experience for me. I went with the Australian team, and yep. um, I didn't like. I felt like I was a bit of a passenger, I guess, at the start. Like, yeah, you know, uh, maybe a little bit imposter syndrome. I didn't feel like I was really meant to be there. Okay, yeah, I, I did all right. I did, yeah. I did pretty well. Um, um, I didn't really get anywhere. I mean, I, mm. I think I got through a couple of rounds, but it was really just my introduction to the level, you know, um, of where it, you know, like where it needed to be. And did yeah. how often did they do world championships? Like then? every three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah, but this is just in my organization yeah so um so in terms of karate there's uh you know like um there's so many different styles of karate yes but then there's also different organizations within those styles as well so okay if you're a part of a, a small organization you know in a small style then uh then the world championships aren't that big you're not yes, really okay. exposed to a lot saying. of people so um I think, uh, you know, the um, organization that I was with um, was one of the biggest in the world. So the talent pool was, you know, right out there. Yeah, yeah. it was big. Yeah. Um, but then there's another level again. So there's the the AKF, which is the Australian Karate Federation. And uh, they're, a, um, they're a pool of all the different organizations and styles come together under a unified um a unified rule set uh, okay yeah, yeah sure yeah that's a good idea yeah and so that's what got through to the olympics ah yeah. radio okay yeah. so yep. so that was the high level karate and um um and that's sort of you know where i went towards the end of my karate career to get yep. that level you know how long did you stay competitive with karate um when did, when did you finish I suppose I I stopped competing. Uh, the last World Championships that I went to was in Jakarta in yeah. 2016. Okay. What was yeah. that like going to Jakarta? Um, yeah, it was all right. It was good. Um, that was the – I was the Australian captain for that one. Oh, true. Um, the um, – it was – you know, I'd already started um, – 
you know, training MMA and jujitsu. Mm. And I guess I wasn't as focused or I was as, as committed. Yes. And I guess, you know, after that last um, world championships, that was number seven. So I'd done seven world championships wow. by that okay. stage. Yep. Um, I, I kind of realized that I didn't want to keep doing it and that jujitsu and MMA was more, you know, the focus. Yeah. The, uh, the highlight of um, my karate career was in 2012. Yeah. I uh, captained the Australian team and we actually held the world championships in um, in Sydney, in Homebush. Oh, wow. Yeah, at, um, at like the Olympic Park. Yeah, wow. And um, um, yeah, so captain the team and i had this uh this theme this recurring th- theme throughout the um the camp or throughout the week that we we're all together and it was i was just telling everyone that i loved them yeah and, I, and it was <laughs> nice. just like and we were all saying it to each other it kind of it kind of um caught on and everybody just lifted and um it, you know we walked past each other love you bro oh that's beautiful it was just um uh i think it was the most successful um, Australian campaign ever. Really? Yep. With with karate. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's the the best that we'd ever done. Congratulations. Yeah. Cheers, mate. It was a, it was a great experience. That one. I actually um, I place. I, I got two bronze medals. Oh wow! Congrats. Yep. yep. One in my weight division and one with the the team event. Yep. Okay. So the team event was great. It was it was really cool. Really good highlight. That wow. One. So um, that and so you got to be a part of that. Australian captain of that as well. Yeah. And you took away some bronze medals as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty epic. Yeah, yeah that was the highlight. That yeah. year that year I'd competed in all the AKF tournaments. So I'd um I won, you know, the nationals, I won the Australian Open, I went to Oceania, I went to Fiji and won won Oceania. I won um pretty much won everything that year. And then we went to world championships at the end of the year and um and uh you know got to got to a bronze medal wow yeah, which is which is really good i was really happy with that result yeah yeah um, i would be on a world level yeah yeah, amazing, yeah it, was, it was pretty cool yeah <laughs> it was pretty cool yeah a lot came together that year for me yeah, yeah that's awesome so what yeah. uh so you're saying that by 2016 this is what you're sort of you're already into mma career yes and and, and jiu-jitsu uh what when did you when did you start fitzroy martial arts 2015. 2015. So essentially yep. you already had that established and then you were actually still competing in the world championships at that point. Yeah. Um, we. Um, so I was doing a lot at that stage. Mm-hmm. I was um, – my dad owns a swimming pool maintenance business. Yep. So I was running that for him, um, running business I was new to, so it was a bit of a learning curve. Um uh, we'd had our son, so you know, like um, two kids. Yes. Um, yep. I was running the gym. Yep. Uh, on the side. Yep. I was, um, and I was also training for um, world championships. That's a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was a lot uh, on my yeah. plate, um, and um, that was a big transitional period. Then from from uh, going from working, you know, for somebody else. Uh, to working for myself and yep. opening the gym, and yeah. is that what what is that what jumped um, jumped you over to, or took the transition? You go, you know what, I need to do this full time myself now. So yeah, is it is it more of you, you just sort of like dived into it, or is it more like you just made this decision that you know what? Because it's a very 
it's a very courageous decision to make and not many people can do that. Like there mm. is that safety net that people get stuck into where they set up their own business or they set up their own venture with something where they've got this safety net that's essentially draining a lot of the hours that they could potentially be investing into that new business that they have. Mm. Mm. And at some point you've got to make that uh, decision to, to jump all in to really progress from it or you get stuck in this sort of like half yeah. foot in, half foot out sort of thing. Yeah, it's a juggle hang. Yeah. It's a yeah. juggle. Um, so, you know, like when I say courageous, I mean like I think that um, anyone that dives in and gives something a shot, um, I, my hat goes off to you because that's yeah. a very <clears throat> hard thing to do. Cheers, man. Yeah. yeah. We um, – I guess I'd already had an MMA fight. Yes. Um, and, you know, been training jiu-jitsu and um, – and, uh, you know, was sort of running the gym. I was actually training at CQ MMA. Um, Brenton Doblo owned it at the time. Oh, uh, yep, yep. And um, and he sold it, he sold the gym. And there was this bit of a dilemma, you know, like we all, all the, the guys that were training there. Brando was training there at the time oh, yeah. as well. Yep. And um, I remember driving, we, were, we all wanted to have this meeting. Like we all wanted to stay together, but, yes. you know, like... Um, so I was driving to this meeting and on the way to the meeting, I was like, why don't I just open a gym? Why don't I just find uh, like a warehouse or something and we can all just chuck in, pay the rent and we yep. can all just train together. Yeah. And so I, I sort of said that at the meeting and then everyone was like, yeah, well, we're in, we're in. Yeah. And um, just by luck, uh, maybe you just talk to the right person and I found a venue and we all just started, it was a back alley like yeah it was a real fighter's gym yeah <laughs> yeah like you had yeah. to fight to get into the gym <laughs> oh man or we'll fight yeah. your way out of it <laughs> yeah it was cool it was cool um but um we you know like uh we you know built some momentum um and we we're getting to the point where it was a one year lease yes and um you know the lease was coming due and uh, you know, I said to Leah, my wife, like, we have to make a decision. We we either got to be all in or all out. Like, yeah. we can't keep doing this because I can't keep up this pace. Yes. And um, and so we thought, well, let's just go all in. Let's just – so I, I gave notice to my dad. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, that's that's great. But, uh, you know, I don't know how, you know, how you're going to do with an MMA gym in Rockhampton, like yeah. uh, maybe in Brisbane, but I don't think it's going to work, you know, or well, at least small businesses, they fail and, you know, like you got a good job here, the security. Yeah. I was like, thanks dad. And yeah. Dad, dad's doing dad things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just want the best for the kids. Yeah. But yeah, you know, being protective. Yeah. So that's kind of spared me on a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That little bit like F you dad, I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah. I've had moments like that too. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, so I gave notice and, um, no matter how we looked at it, um, whichever way we looked at it and how we did the math and everything, we couldn't afford it. Yes. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I just, I remember having this conversation with my mum, like we, we can't afford to do this, like sign this lease, you know, on this, this new building. And, and, um, mm -hmm. and she said, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I said, well, they'll probably just kick us out. She's like, and then what? I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just go back to being a mechanic or and she's like, so you might as well just have a go then. Hey, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? <laughs> so I'm like, yep, righto. That was enough. It's just one person's other person. 
one other person's way yeah. of looking at it or in getting you to look at it the other way like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? What's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Give it a crack. And then you can look back and go, yep, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we took the risk. And, 100%. Um, and it was like... Oh, I remember the first, the goal was just to pay the bills, just yep. just so that we could live. And it was, um, I think it was two weeks and we could pay the bills. Yep. Just, yeah. 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 It all came through. It yeah. came through. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then you didn't look back. And then from that point. No, no, it was it a success. Fitzroy Martial Arts was yep. a huge success. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, the first time I came on with Fitzroy Martial Arts was with, um, uh, when, uh, Nick and Matty Med were yes, doing some private training with you. Yeah. And, um. Uh, they were telling me about it and um, I was actually looking at something like that and um, so I was just tagging along as a third person to jump yep. in for a while there. And then uh, uh, Nick ended up having a fight um, and then there was that sort of break in between. But the whole time I wanted to actually um, – I just I loved the idea of jiu-jitsu. I just thought that mm. was just fantastic and the, the concept of it was like right up my alley. And um, it took me, like I was saying, to – the other day it took me a good two years or something before i actually built the courage to come and do it mm. and i don't know why but it was just one of those things but yeah, yeah. it was a um still a great decision though I'm yeah glad, i'm glad i jumped in it's one of those things glad i did it in the end though well i heard your um conversation with cooper you know and you were talking about how um you know you went through and you did it and you had this overwhelming emotional yes. feeling like yes you know um and i guess it's just like an emotional release of all this tension mm -hmm. and it comes out in your body right like it does you know the the body um the body it, you know it stores memory it stores tension it stores so much and when you have a realization or when you go through something and you overcome it it starts coming out you know like mm. you shake or you get an emotional response or yeah something happens and um and that's like that's real change you know that's growth yeah and yeah. it was it was fantastic it was like um and like I was saying to Cooper too, it wasn't like it was a an emotional like I was upset because I just got the shit kicked out of me yeah. or choked out of me. It was a it was a release of like stress there, stress and anxiety and and just all this crap that had built up. And it was just mm. like a weight off my shoulders. I walked out of there and I did at that point when I walked away, I didn't have a care in the world. Yeah. I didn't have a, an issue. I, there wasn't work wasn't on my was I wasn't in a thought in my head. Um, any personal dramas all gone out the window. At that mm. point in time, I was just like it was like a new me. It was like I was reborn. It was awesome. Yeah. Hey. No, that's good, man. That's, that's and that's what, what I, I couldn't I couldn't highly recommend that to enough people. Just to mm. even just have that one opportunity to give it a crack. Yeah. And the hardest part is trying to encourage someone to go along and do that first one. You only need one. You just need one time to experience it. And then once you felt it, you want that feeling again. And, I, <laughs> and then I remember waking up the next morning and going, fuck, I'm sore. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never felt like uh, muscles yeah. on muscles that weren't, Yeah, that were like, sore and tense and fucking everything it was yeah. but it was still the best that was definitely one of the best releases i've ever had in my life of just tension and stress and everything it was yeah it was, it couldn't recommend enough to people um and then it became like um it became my thing like that, that i like i could have a shit day 
and then I know that I had training at 5.30 in the afternoon or 6 o'clock, whatever it was, and I'd be there that afternoon and then by the end of that I felt like a million bucks going yeah. home. And because a lot of the time I'd do it on my way to home. So it was great because Mrs. probably knew I wasn't going to be pissed off yeah. or annoyed or anything when I was coming home Wednesday night because I was doing some rolling before I got there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so yeah, cool. So it was good. Mm. But, um, yeah, so you uh, so what, what got you started in jiu-jitsu? Was it, was it the MMA training that got you started in that? Yeah, um, I guess like I just want to keep challenging myself yeah, and sure. keep on uh, and growing, you know, and um, – uh, I remember trying jiu-jitsu for the first time going into – it was CQ MMA uh, mm-hmm. and, yep. um, and I thought, yeah, you know, like I've been training for 20 years, you know, karate, martial arts, I, I got this, this will be yep. fine, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I got in there I'm like some white belt's choking me out. He's been training six months and I'm like, oh, humble pie. <laughs> you know and um yeah, yeah it does that doesn't it yeah and i was like oh god i gotta learn i gotta i gotta go back to the beginning and yeah. start again and you know and i just dedicated myself to it and um and how did you and, and you just gelled to it too didn't you well i, I just love it you know yeah. like i think anything that you enjoy and for me it's the challenge as well you know and yeah i think um jiu-jitsu especially because it's just so hard like it's uh it's so um so physical and there's a lot of, um, you know, because uh, there's a lot of challenge and hardship and, you know, y- you have to be humble. Like Yes, definitely. Um, because it, if you don't, people will humble you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, no if, there's no way around it. You will be yeah. humbled. And you have to, I think you have to have a certain kind of mindset to continue doing jiu-jitsu just yes. because of the, you know, because it is so difficult. Mm. And um, I guess I've just never been one to quit yeah and also too i think it's like there is constants like there is constant um you know it can wear you you've got to be accepting of the fact of defeat like you know that there's people that are going to choke you you know there's people that are going to submit you and you've just got to be open to the fact that that's going to happen constantly to the point where but it helps you progress and make yourself better there's nothing worse than you know, there's so many analogies, you know, to life through martial arts and particularly, you know, in jujitsu, you know, um, being comfortable in uncomfortable situations, you know, yes. there may be an instance where you're just not on and maybe some white belt taps you or, yes. you know, and then you've got to be like, like, how do you handle that? Like, yes. uh, is that going to break your ego? You know, like, <laughs> or do you just take that with a grain of salt and, of course. and, you know, congratulate them for doing a good job and, you know, um, so, you know, it. I guess it builds, you know, your your mental resilience as as well as you know, um, maybe um, gives you keeps your feet on the ground. You know, like keeps you grounded. Yeah, you know? and like the level of playing field too with with these um, because it's like it's the fastest growing martial arts ever since karate. It? Since karate, yeah, yeah, since <laughs> karate kid. Yeah, yeah, since karate kid. <laughs> um, and so now you've got these people walking into the gym. Mm-hmm. with no traditional experience at all, but they've been learning from YouTube, instructional videos, all that sort of stuff. Mm. And they come in, they tell you you're a white belt, and next thing you know, they're doing like bolos and mm-hmm. rolls and trying to hill hook you. And- well, this is, uh, I guess, has always been a challenge for me. Like, um, so I open an MMA gym mm. and um, and I start teaching jiu-jitsu and I'm a blue belt, you mm-hmm. know. And um, so, you know imposter syndrome yet again yeah uh, of course and 
really um I've, i was never um you know deceitful about you know being better than i was or um all i had to do was know um one step more than the people i was teaching of course you know so i pretty much i was just open with people and what i knew i knew and i could help them with and learn and it wasn't a lot of jujitsu and there's there was certainly no um you know black belts in the area well i mean it's only really just evolved now like even now currently as we speak yeah well um, rocky rocky's yeah. always been a bit of a dry spot for jujitsu you know yeah and um but uh it's grown a lot you know oh, it has the last five years yeah yeah you know and um and it's just good to be a part of that transitional mm. phase too isn't it like being mm. one of the being evolved with that group of people who essentially set up set it up in the area yeah 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 that's cool um so we, you know, we run the gym, um, we're training, you know, I guess the reason, the main reason that I opened the gym was um, for, you know, for the love of martial arts. And yep. I just wanted to train and compete, uh, you know, fight and coach instead of work. Yeah. So it was just a way that I could immerse myself in training and fight and I didn't have to, I didn't have to go to work. Yes. So, yep. you know, um, you know, when we first made it happen and we realized we could pay the bills, it was a dream. Yeah. You know, it was just a dream. I was just going to, you know, to training every day. I was coaching a few people, you know, like it was relatively small. Um, and then obviously I just wanted to fight. So I was just, you know, getting fights um, and uh, uh, turned pro. And, yep. um, you know, you know, the, the gym grew. We added a fitness side to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um and um, you know we had, you know we trained some really you know some good um, some good athletes as yep, well definitely um, and uh, it was um, you know, just a, a dream you know it was a dream come true and I felt like that was that was everything that I'd kind of hoped to do you know like yes um, you know buy a house run a successful business I've got a young family got two kids you know um, uh, you know fighting professionally. Um, that was just, that was living the dream, you know, yeah. tick the boxes, ticked all the boxes there, yeah. you know, yeah. Really felt like, um, yeah, like I was winning at life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And so you went through, you did, you did your pro, um, MMA, yep. um, and then you sort of transitioned more to a coaching, coaching role. Hey, so you've, you, so you yeah. I know that I know that you already had that with the gym and everything, but then you sort of wanted you sort of started transitioning more to the people coming through. Is that what sort of inspired you to do the more of a coaching side of it? Or was it because more of like the, the growth of the gym, there was more requirements of you at the gym. So you're sort of like in this paradigm, whether you do your side of the professional MMA or was it, you know, that you got this side here with the gym itself. What did you, you know, what, um, what, what made you – this was sort of like the area where I was sort of like first coming into yeah. training with you. So there's a bit of a transition, I guess. Um, you know, um, like I said, I was fighting professionally. I was, yeah. you know, family man. Mm -hmm. I was coaching, you know, guys coming up. Um, you know, Cooper was coming up. Um, we, we ran a fight show. Yes. Um, you know, I... I was doing some big training camps, um, you know, went to Thailand, went to Japan. Wow. Um, and um, and uh, the the workload just got bigger and bigger. The gym got bigger. Um, yep. 
and I was training and trying to be everything for everybody. Yes. You know, I was trying to be dad and I was trying to be a coach and I was trying to be, you know, the athletic coach and also, you know, the professional fighter and the businessman and, you know, make sales and like do so, everything. So essentially it all got started building up again to this point yeah. where the amount of everything was starting to get right up there. Yeah. Yeah. And it got to a point. Come sort of like that full 360 situation yeah yep, yep. it just built up over seven years we had the gym for seven years um and um i took a like a real big fight for a belt yep. and um uh you know i was just I was just burnt out i guess yeah um and i i lost i lost in a bad way um sure. you know uh, it split open and um it was um i kind of i felt defeated i was humiliated i I felt like I should have been better. I uh, could have trained more. I just really run myself down for it. Yes. And um, I kind of fell into a depression, you know, yes. for, for, for a few years just um, and didn't know what – I guess I was um, – one of my friends said, um, you know, um, sounds like you're a long time retired, Brant, you know, like it, yes, like uh, maybe you should think about hanging up the gloves. And I just couldn't like I yeah. I don't quit and I yeah. I'd always um, you know it'd been twenty years of competing, and I didn't really think about what it was what would it be like to not compete. I guess it was like uh, I was having an identity crisis. Like yeah, who, sure. who am I if I'm not a fighter? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean like the whole reason that we were there running the gym and doing everything we were doing was so I could fight. Hmm. Um, it's everything that you've grown up to know. Yeah, and you know, like you, you talking to Cooper, you know, um, in the last podcast, and he's, you know, talking about, you know, like you're all in. Yeah, you're all in. Like, yeah, that's all I wanted. And then uh, until I didn't. Yeah. Until it was over, and then you know, like I'm like 38 years old, and I'm thinking, you know, like I'm I'm gonna have to be fighting guys half my age that are hungry, and um, and. Uh, I can't keep up this pace. I have a family, I have a business. So like I'm training out of Rockhampton. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a the bit same of too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same opportunities that some of these guys are training in Sydney and, you, you know, like UFC yeah, gym and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and, um, you know, I've done a lot of training on my own. Um, mm-hmm. I've had coaches, but a lot of it I've done on my own without anyone. You of know? course. Um, so it was just not sustainable. And um, things had to change. Yep, yep. I mean, at least you, at least you had enough, um, you know, sense to know that you had to do something. Mm. You know, I mean, there is those people that just can't get out of that rut. Yeah, and yeah. like, I mean, look, I mean, you're not gonna. It doesn't walk away without scars, obviously. Mm. Then there is, you know, the after effects of walking away and having to try and transition into the next part of your life mm. and you do struggle with that sort of stuff and that's completely understandable mm. uh, from a person outside looking in um, but <clears throat> excuse me but um, you did you did transition and take on that more responsibility of coaching more um, focusing more time into the gym and you did you know you and you then uh, also yeah promoting fight nights and charity events and stuff like mm. that as well. Highly successful too, I must say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've had some great events. Um, Definitely. I um, I sort of, you know, went from, uh, you know, from from competing to, you know, like I was down. I wasn't, yes. I wasn't doing great. And, sure. um, and I thought, well, 
everybody else needs me because I've been focused on myself. So I'll just just drill hard for everyone else. Yep. And um, and I knew that I wasn't good. I knew that okay. you know, I had some problems and um, I had to work through them. And I just thought, well, I'll I'll smash this, like smash this, you know. And mm. um, I just thought it was another challenge. But it was probably like one of the hardest things that I've ever had to go through, you know, like yes. that um, trying to claw my way back up out of the hole, out of, you know, feeling depressed. It was terrible, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'm just grateful that I've got good people around yeah. me and, you know, strong community. Um, but I realized um, that um, I didn't want to keep coaching at the gym. I didn't want to keep yeah. doing it. I guess the reasons why we started the gym in the first place just weren't there anymore. Sure. You know? Of course. So everything transition, things mm. change, people's perceptions and people's outlook on things change as mm. well. Um, you know, so to say um, – and look, also too, you know, like a, a gym is a place of sold to for people. You know, it's a place where people go to vent. It's a place where people go to escape some of the – the uh, emotional things that they might be going through and bits and pieces and stuff like that. So they, at one point you can have a lot of people with a lot of a lot of um, emotions and stuff running through those as well, which would be put onto you as the coach. So you're not just also trying to deal with the fact of your own things that you're going through as well and get back out of that metaphorical hole. Oh, metaphorical. The, the hole that you're discussing you know, trying to climb out, but then also carrying the weight of the other people's things as well. That can be a lot in itself. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, um, but you know, you, you, you did, didn't you? You, you, you had, you come out the other side, a better person, you know, in, in your, uh, would you say that you came out feeling better and stuff like that? Yeah. You took a bit of a, a change in direction, outlook on life, the way that you want to promote yourself. Yeah. And what you wanted to do to help people? Yeah, I guess you know, like something, um, something that um, I've sort of always known is, you know, um, that uh, you know, life can only be understood looking backwards. Yes, but it has to be lived moving forwards. Yes, it's only after you've done you realize why, you know, how the things that have, like, why the things that have ended up the way that they have. You can look back and go, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yes, you know, but. Um, it's hard to see into the future, right? So looking back over it now, I can see why and how it all worked out the way that it did and I'm, yes. I'm grateful for it all. I think um, what really turned it all around for me was um, the charity boxing. Okay, sure. Yeah, yep. okay, so we'd cool. done Fitzroy Fight Night and we did Fitzroy Fight Night too, and then, um, you know, we did um, Rockhampton Charity Boxing. Yes. And, um, you know, it's where we, uh, if you... You know, like for your listeners out there, if they haven't um, heard of it, it's um, where we we get um, a bunch of guys and girls um, to to raise money for you know for men's health. Yes. Um, in the past, it's been Movember, <coughs> and um, and uh, they don't have to have had any experience. They train up for eight to ten weeks, and then um, and then they can have a fight. And yeah, um, you know, it brings a lot of people together. We've raised over sixty-five thousand, I think, for, wow. for yeah, for um for Movember, uh, and um, it's just been a, a great event. So the first one that we put on, um, we we did it at Flamingos. Yep. Um, and um, the um, it was my myself. I was the main event. 
Yep. Yep. Um, so I sort of trained the fighters. We trained, I think I trained like 10 or 11 guys. Um, and then I, I promoted the event and I was also fighting in it at the main event. Um, so you took on the role of doing everything once again. <laughs> once again. <laughs> and I was fighting uh, Jono, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, we just did an exhibition match. Um, uh, he's a he's a pro boxer. Oh, owns, wow. cool. He owns um, Archer Street Boxing. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. yep. And um, he's legit, man. He's like uh, Oceana he's... champ. And, oh, wow. You know, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't have much of a chance because I had three, <laughs> had three boxing True. matches. Yeah. Oh wow! Like twelve pros or something like that. Holy smoke! So, um, so he's a tough guy, and we, you know, I, he he goes, oh, I think I'd like to, I think I'd like to do this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a Kiwi, he's is a he? Kiwi, yeah. <laughs> I won't hold that against no. him. Um, but he, um, he said, uh, you know, oh, I don't know if there's anyone that I could fight. Sure. And I said, well. I guess we could fight. And he goes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> he right, was already, so. so he was hinting it. Yeah, he suddenly. was hinting it. And I was like, <laughs> but I had the same idea. Like there's nobody around that yeah. would fight him. I of thought I'll, I'll fight him. So, yeah. um, uh, and I guess like I'd, I got to the event and I wasn't good, you know, even yeah. the, the weeks leading up to it, it was kind of almost, it was probably the worst that I was. Um, you know, it was the end of, you know, uh, two years uh, you know, it was two years since I'd had that last fight where I'd lost and I felt sort of down and lost my way. And and then um, and I thought, why am I doing this to myself again? Like I'm putting myself in this situation, coaching, training, competing and running this event. Like mm-hmm. I was massively triggered by everything that had happened. And I was just – I was um, – running on um, you know, just cortisol, I think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. um and uh, I, I remembered stepping through the ropes thinking, why am I doing this? My son was in my corner. My daughter was there. My wife was like hanging on to the medic's arm. She oh, was, wow. Yeah. She was like, please let this go well. Like, yeah. you know, like because, she, you know, a lot of people that are depressed, yeah, they struggle, but all the people around them feel uh, it. They're going through the journey with you as exactly. well. Exactly. My wife was one of my biggest supports, you know. I love her so much. She, she – um, she, uh, you know, she saw it all through, you know, with me, all the, yeah. all the good. And, and she was with you through stuff. your journey as well. Yeah, that's the right. gym so, and all that stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been right there the whole time. And so she's like, <laughs> shout, out to, let's go with, <laughs> shout out to Leah. Go Leah. <laughs> go Leah. You're the bomb. <laughs> and, um, that's the first shout out of the day. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the best shout out of <laughs> the day, I think. Um, so... Um, so you step into the ring. Step into the ring, and I didn't want to be there. Yeah. And um, I uh, I even remember thinking during the match, like I could just be lazy. I could just, you know, I could let him win. I could just, I could just be a little bit lazy. It wouldn't take much for him to win, and it'd be over. I'd be out of here. Yeah. It'd be done. Yeah. No one would care. Mm-hmm. No one would think anyone of it. They'd, yep. You know, like they, they'd be like, "Oh, good on you for jumping in there." Yeah, you know, like John is really good. So you know, like it wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah, um, and I'd never thought like that. I'd never had that mindset going into a fight before. Sure, like a defeated mindset. You know. Yeah. And when I had that thought, uh, I remember it was like slow motion. I I stepped into range, and Jono hit me with a right hand and put me on the canvas. It was a hard right hand, and um. And it was all like slow motion. There was Jai was in my corner, my son, and mm-hmm. my wife was there, and and all the guys that I trained, and like all my friends, and and um, it was like a switch. 
It yeah. was like, no, no, you're fighting. Like, wow. get up. Like, it was, this is on. Yeah. And uh, it like it changed straight away. Straight away, I was like, I have to fight. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna fight. And it was like, figuratively speaking. And also literally speaking, like I literally had to fight. Yes. But also metaphorically, I had to fight for myself. I had to yes. fight for, you know, all these guys, they were there doing it. You know, they were stepping in the ring for the first time. You know, I had to show the heart that they showed, you know, like, and once I changed my mind, everything got better. Like it, and that was the start. And uh, yes. so um, we did our three rounds he didn't end up knocking me down again, so it went to a, a decision. Yeah, obviously he won the decision. Yeah, because he's you know he's awesome. Um, <laughs> but I felt like I put on a good performance. I, yep. I fought. I felt like I fought well, and um, and it was like a it was a massive weight off my shoulders. Yep, it was. Um, uh, I felt like because I had to because I made the decision to fight. Um, that everything else from here has, is going to be easier, and um, it was. Yeah, it's yeah. funny how sometimes, and I'm not advocating people to go out and punch yourself in the head, but sometimes it's funny to think that one thing, like a punch in the head, can be enough to yeah. give you that motivation and that that switch to. Yeah. Oh, the same thing can be said for when first time I went and got jujitsu, so I got I got got choked. Choked. Well, it that was, like was the switch. same for you, right? Yeah, like when you came yes. in and you had that like that mm. response, like this weight. Yeah. Lifted off yeah. your shoulder. It's the same for me. I yeah. just felt it's like you need. It's almost like it was like yeah. It was like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's you know, okay. you're all good. Yeah. You can get through this. You're yeah. tough. You're strong. Like yeah. you're 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 better than you thought you were. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's where growth comes from, isn't it? Where you achieve something that you didn't think you could do. A hundred percent. And then also look back and use that as the as the knowledge to move forward in it. Yeah, well. it can be a huge lesson. Mm, you know? 100%. So that's that's where that's when I kind of started having all these realizations like, oh, I don't want to keep running the gym. I'm not happy doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a fighter anymore. But like like I guess throughout my life I've I've used um like coaches and personal development to help me as a fighter. Yes. I found that um some of the mindset stuff that I was working on and doing and changing the way that I thought about myself and um, and becoming uh, more self-aware, I was becoming a better fighter. So I was like, like whatever it took to be a better fighter and it was the self-development stuff. I was meditating and I was doing a lot of things to to make my to to improve my performance and um, and it helps probably the most out of anything. Yeah. And um, and I sort of got obsessed with the personal development yes and then it kind of in a way it changed over the years where i wasn't doing personal development to fight anymore i was fighting to aid my personal development yes it was the challenge that i was putting myself through the hardship of the you know the um the uh, adversity to make myself better yeah um and uh and so that was just I, i think like that last fight was just another another one of those things that, you know, developed me and made me better. Yeah. And, um, and I thought, well, this is what I really want to do. This is what I, this is how I want to coach people. And I, I don't really like the term life coaching, like a life coach role, but I guess uh, I've done, you know, I've mentored so many kids and, and so many people over the years through the gym, through Fitzroy martial arts, through karate, you know, and helping people to improve their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Cooper, um, 
a lot of people, you know, um, you know, Cooper's great because of his, you know, his fighting ability. He's, um, he's, um, he's such a, you know, such a good fighter. It's, it's, it's rare that you find talent match with a work ethic, you know, and yes. he, he's got both. And, um, and, uh, and I think it's great that he's this good fighter and he's, you know, pursuing his dream, being world champ. And I'm a hundred percent in his corner, yeah. but I care more about Cooper, the person, Mm-hmm. you know like how you know how his relationships are with the people around him you know like yeah. what he's going to do when he stops fighting you know yes, like that's a big one yeah like because you know like because i don't want him going through what i went well, through. well that's it you 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 know the proof's in the pudding you know yeah. you know exactly what, so what could happen yeah and i guess i look at more like cooper and i our relationship is um probably uh it's it's less and less. It was it's sort of been less and less like a coach student, uh, more like a father son. Yes, kind of yeah. a relationship where I just I just want to see the best for him. How just so long as he's happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I want to do for other people. I just, it's um like, and I think that martial arts is just a great tool for for that. You know, like. Well, I mean, I totally agree with you, hundred percent. I mean, have a look at and have a look at the people who use that stuff these days. Mm. I mean, you got some of the most um info uh, info oh, bad for pronunciations today <laughs> pronunciation in no, i'm going i kept saying like influential <laughs> there we go I got yeah, it. you got it in, influential um people around the world mm. some of the most high profile people in the world as well and what are they doing in their spare time mm. they're doing martial arts they're doing strenuous things like jiu-jitsu striking and doing all the uh, mixed martial arts, all these challenges, you know, for their downtime, mm. and they all publicly av- pu- publicly advocate it too. Yeah. You guys see, like Mark Zuckerberg does fucking yeah. jiu-jitsu now. Yeah, he even went in the competition yeah. the other day. Yeah, right. You know, actor yep. Tom Hardy, he's a blue belt, yep. full stripe blue belt or something. And then you had Russell um, Brand. Russell Brand, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's a, he's a big advocate for like self help and self improvement. Yeah. He's, pur- he's a purple belt or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 He come back from a um, you know, being a crackhead and yeah. a lot of addiction and yep. and now he's, you know, he's trained jujitsu, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So, mm. you know, um the proof's there too. Like you know, people yeah. all those influential people. And it's not only just the you know the physical act of doing it's a lot of uh sort of the um you know the the ethos of martial mm. arts and the, the mindset and um and what and the know, discipline and, the, and yeah, the, what and it the, means yeah the, the the code of ethics and all that yeah. sort of stuff that you want to put in with it i guess yeah absolutely um it's just i think it's just it's having a, a warrior's mindset you mm. know yeah that's the word yeah and um and I guess uh, you know, so I'm I'm going through this journey. I've had this breakthrough, um, you know, um, you know where. Okay, so now I'm 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 feeling like much better about myself and yep. where I'm at. I've kind of I've redeemed myself, you know, yep. some some uh, way of speaking, you know, and um, and now I'm sort of starting to get this possibility mindset. Like now, what could I do? Yes. You know, like I realize that I don't want to keep running the gym. I'm not happy. Um, doing that so I, I still want to coach but I wanted to just coach in a different way I want to coach more um, you know help people grow you know yes. either in business sport and um, and life you know and um, 
you know, because a lot of coaching that I've had, have, it's been amazing. It's in a, it's not only helped my martial arts, but it's helped, you know, so many other areas of my life. And um, and I want to do that for people, you know, when they get that light bulb moment, when they go, yes. oh, why didn't I think of this before? Um, so I figure, um, you know, I was, uh, I went on this men's retreat actually with my brother. He, um, he was sort of going through a rough patch and I was sort of going to support him, but I was also going to, because I'm interested in, you know, personal development. Yep. Went along to this men's retreat and um, uh, we did this breathwork session and I had this insight. Um, I could do what this guy's doing. Yeah. You know, I could do I could do all this kind of thing, but I do it my way. I yes. do it the warrior's way. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's and I was like, that's what I'm going to call it. The <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I had your little epiphany right yep, there. Right there. Like yeah. that's where it sort of come about. And I'm like, so after that, it just – um i hired a business coach to help me um to help me you know figure out you know uh the reasons why i was doing it and how i was gonna do it and you know and it just made so much sense it was really more in alignment with who i am now sure um now that i'm you know not you know a, a professional athlete you know yes so yeah so and i'm finding that i'm getting so much more joy out of doing this you know, for others and being, um, you know, being of service than what I was when I was competing. It was all about me. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well, it feels like you're leaving a legacy too. Yeah, I think there's more purpose to my life, mm. more purpose because I think um, serving others is, is um, it, I don't think there's any higher form of purpose than a, than a life of service. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the old mm. saying too, isn't it? Something about leaving a life of service. Yeah, I mean it's and it's what a samurai is, you know, mm. like a samurai is to serve. Yes. And um it's it's honor and um and it's about the right way of being and uh, and always improving, but not just improving in, you know, in martial arts, but improving in yourself. So, you know, and in all aspects of life itself, using yep. martial arts as a metaphor in life, you know, yeah, with the with the um <clears throat> the way that they do it, I guess you could say, mm. using that same principles in all aspects of life. Yeah. Mm. You look at the true martial artists, you see the true martial artists. Um, George St. Pierre. Yeah. You know, he's, like, he's probably like my number one go-to, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a true martial artist. Mm. You know, it's not not doing it. He, he hated fighting and, um, you know, it's um, – but it's part of the challenge. You know, it's mm. part of – if you want, you want to live that lifestyle, then you – you have to you have to face challenge. You have to face adversity. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna How are you gonna face it? How are you gonna show up? You know, are you gonna Are you gonna suffer it and sort of just try and get through it? Yeah. Or are you going to charge headlong into it? You know, like yeah. um, guns blazing. You know, you know, like let's go <laughs> all the way. I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's good. Mm. And uh, and how and how have you been finding that? So you've had that epiphany. Mm. You wanted to start transitioning into this um like you said just a a way of encouraging people's life with this methodology yeah not so much a life coach more of a a coaching position like sort of to help people in certain things it doesn't have Mm. to be about life itself does it Is, is it more of a is it more is it certain things itself or is it was it just the way that you look at things in life there's two parts to what I do now. So um, the the Warriors way, um, I guess, is supporting men, supporting other men. Sure. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, with um, my own uh, challenges and going through all that depression, that kind of stuff, 
Um, I just want to be able to support other guys that are going through that. And so I like to connect people. Yes. Martial arts is a great way of connecting people. It is. Um, and, um, and then just, you know, just talking and having those conversations, you know, like I grew up as a country boy and, um, and you know, rural Australia country guy, country people don't usually talk about how yes. they feel. Yes, of course. And I figure maybe if I have a voice and I talk about it, then, um, it'll give permission to other people that, you know, to, to be able to talk about, oh, it's all right. You know, it just makes it more socially acceptable. I, I totally agree. And I think also too, I think nowadays, I think it's definitely a lot more open and accepting as well. Mm. You know, 15, 20 years ago, this, you would, this, what we're discussing right now wouldn't be existed. No. It would be existing. No. There would be behind closed doors with a clinical psychologist Yep. You know, or in a bar. Not, in drunk. a bar, drunk. Yeah. Drunk, yeah. yeah. Using drugs and alcohol as yep. a form to, yep. to get away, to get out of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. To escape that, it. Sorry. It's a shame that those deep and meaningful, deep and meaningful conversations, uh, you know, only come about when the inhibitions are taken away by drugs or alcohol. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like the barriers. That's the only thing that's going to let those barriers down. Yeah. Yep. So that people could actually open up about what they're feeling mm. and then next day they wake up, they don't fucking remember anything. Well, <laughs> they got an, like, well, they got an excuse then. It was like, oh, oh I was man, just drunk. Man, I was you know? pissed. Or, I was pissed, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Just nah. sweep it under the rug. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, it's funny how like now, like and I don't know really know what the switch was, but, you know, it's really good to see that there is this more of a change in that where people are mm. opening up more and have – more resources available with what what like you, you're doing yourself, um, yep. you know, giving people uh, essentially a place to um, to to go to, a place to open up to, uh, to meet other people that are going through like-minded stuff. But but be open up, be open about it as well. Mm. You know, like it's not, yeah, it's publicly known. Yeah, I guess I'd like to, you know, in the future see. Warriors Way affiliate gyms where people know that if you're a Warriors Way affiliate gym, then mm -hmm. there's a standard, um, you know, at that gym. It means that um, they're open to, you know, helping and having these conversations yep. um, that that the the level of martial arts is it's true. It's not, it's not about ego and it's not about, you know, beating people up there. They're there for the right reasons. That gym is there because they love martial artists. They're, they're, you know, they're martial artists. They're, yeah, they're there for you know, for to to better themselves and to better other people and to provide a community where um, where it's safe to be able to you know open up and talk about how you feel. Yeah, I think that would be that would be a great dream. So you can look up you know Warriors Way affiliate gyms all over the world and know what that means to go yeah. there. You're like, ah, oh, they're they're cool. Yeah, you know? yeah, they're they're going to be good people. And yeah. um, and uh, I think uh, that would be a that would be a huge you know dream to accomplish. Oh, look, and it'd be it'd be cool, and that and like I was saying before, like that's a that's a legacy that you. That's a legacy, yeah. That's a legacy, you know. Um, um, and that and but also too, you know, like I, I'm an advocate of somewhere where someone can go to and just just let loose on some of their things too. Like when, you know, just speak some of the things and have somewhere where there's an ear to listen to, mm. you know, just, just, just sometimes that's all someone needs. Yeah. You know, they might just need somewhere to go and vent. Yeah. Uh, and, and they've got a place. They could do that. They could go to one of these 
wore his way gyms and bent and just to let uh, the gym have an ear for the for mm. those people to listen to you know like for people to talk to and there's more platforms getting around too where that 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 can happen you know um there's project blokes yep um they're a great bunch um there's another guy that i know jordan me and he's starting yes. there like a walk and talk yeah um you know uh uh, Ross O'Reilly down at uh, down at he owns Beaches, um, you know, yep. the permaculture farm. He's always been a big advocate for you know um, men's retreats and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, shout so, out to those groups and blokes. Oh, absolutely, as well. yeah, they're doing great work. And yeah, they're just they're just all good people, yep. and um, it's just yeah, there's no judgment from any of them. It's just um, yeah, just uh, about um, you know just connecting with other good people really and isn't it great to just know that there is those people around there now and they have those avenues for people to go to yes um you know and also um i guess the most important thing is to to get that out there to mm. let people know that hey these things are available mm. i've seen over the years plenty of bad situations that have happened with yeah. the, in the event that a funeral has had to take place mm. and it is terrible and, you know, unfortunately, it's the people that are left behind are the ones that are going to deal with what's going on. Yeah. So just to, just to even know that there are these places available and what you yourself um, uh, promote um, is just fantastic. It gives people that opportunity for places to go to, 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 to catch up with other like-minded people, but maybe just to get a little bit of guidance as well yeah. and get a bit of an idea. Give myself a, a place... A, 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 you know, back in the day too, you'd have people – what did people do back then? They'd find solitude in what, religion? I think, yeah, the religion – you know, for me growing up, um, the women used to go to like the CWA, like Country Women's Association. Yep. They'd, you know, bake and, you know, like all get around talk, cry yep. on each other's shoulders. Yep. And they got, the blokes just used to go to the pub. Yeah, but that's it. But, yeah. I mean, like that's, but that's essentially like the – That's how they do it. How it initiated, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, women had the better idea, I think. I think so. <laughs> that's I think what so. it sounds like, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, they're, they're a lot more emotionally intelligent than yeah. men. Yeah, yeah, that's it. A lot more emotionally mature. Um, I'm just immature. <laughs> well, do you know what, though? It's more socially acceptable yeah. for women to talk and cry. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not socially acceptable. No. Not in our culture. It is in no. some in other cultures it is, but not, yeah. in, our, not in central Queensland. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right, no. Mm. And, uh, you know, these associations – with what you're doing with the warrior's way and that this is all just new stuff this this yeah. is only these associations that these groups that we've been talking about new. they're all new stuff <coughs> this isn't this hasn't these these groups haven't been around for that long at all no so as i said before two part um two parts to the warrior's way yep. and so this is this is one side of things yeah sure um and um it can get exhausting you know, um, having to try and lift guys and check yes. in on them and make sure they're going okay. And I've had some guys that are, I've been really particularly worried about and, you know, go to bed at night thinking, oh, I hope this guy's all right. Yeah. And, I, and I've come to realise that I'm not a counsellor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm, I'm not responsible for these guys. Um, yes. I can provide a platform yeah. and I can, you know, provide support and I'm going to have to leave it there. Yes. You know, and... Um, so I can't get too too invested because otherwise it'll just it'll wear me out. Well, it's, it's start yeah. it's it already has started to and yeah. um so but I am also really interested you know I think a good way of putting it is you know people think of mental health in terms of good or bad. It's mm -hmm. either one or the other. 
mm-hmm. but it's like physical health. You can have a varying degree of physical health. You can be not so fit. You can be fitter than this person, or you can have a really high level of fitness, or yes. you can be nearly dying. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, of There's, course, hundred percent. Yeah, it's not. It's not just one level. No. Yeah, it's, it's not, not one or the other. Yeah, there's all different levels of it. Yeah, so so I really want to work with and and help and uh, you know not just necessarily men, women too that want to level up. Yeah, that have drive, that have ambition, that mm. want you know that run businesses that um, that uh, I got a guy who wants to help. He wants a hand to start a gym up. Yeah, so, sure. you know, like, because he's ambitious, he wants to go at it. Yes. And I want to be around that kind of person as well. I yeah. want to be around those people that want to drive hard and make something themselves. And because that's what, that's the kind of person I am. Yes. And I need to be around those kind of people. If I can drag other people up to be a part of that, you know, where we're driving for something, we're pushing hard. I mean, um, that's what inspires me, you know. And yeah, um, and oh, you know, the old saying is, "You can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink it." Yeah, and that's true to the fact of what you're saying before, um, with being as respect, yeah, being respectful to that. But um, you know, also, that's a good point in the sense of, um, and I never really looked at it like that myself either. Is that you could have someone that's mediocrely or media? It's <laughs> my pronunciations again. But you could have someone that's just a flat line, but not, not not so much negative or positive, just sort of, but just needs that little bit just to level up that one yeah. bit to get to get motivated. The same as like an exercise. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you think about like you probably know a lot of guys like this. I mean, I do. Um, where they're just comfortable. Yeah, like they've got Content. a they've got a full job, a full time job. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they've probably got a couple of kids. They spend time with them on the weekend. Yeah. They they probably um, they probably drink a you know maybe a little bit on the weekends you know they got their alcohol under control it's not like yeah. they're not like alcoholics um, they probably put on a little bit of weight you know they're just bit of the dad bod going yeah, around maybe they, maybe they still train you know two or three times a week and yeah it's not too hard but they're not yeah. really going anywhere and yeah. if they don't have any ambition to go places and to do something big or to change or to make a difference um, and I feel like it's they're just lacking challenge and a bit of clarity, you know. Like you get clarity about um, where you want to go, you know, yeah. and who you are, like your values, what, what you stand for, what's important to you, and what would what would light your fire? What would yeah. what would make you really excited to be alive? What would make mm. you want to get out of bed in the morning? You know, at four o'clock because you're excited to get started on this project. Yeah. We've all felt like that. Of course, definitely. We've all felt like that as kids growing up. It's just we get to a point where, oh, we've bought the house, we've had the kids, we've done everything that we thought that we wanted and then now what? Mm. And it's like, come on, man, let's get some ambition. Let's let's go for something. Let's- and have like a little – and feel like you still have a little bit of a purpose in something that you're doing. Yeah. Like you don't want to be sitting there going, okay, I'm in my early 40s now. I've accomplished everything I need to do. What's mm. next? Retirement? When I'm 60, what am I going to do in mm. between? Yeah. And I like there is that period there where you go, shit, what, <laughs> what am I doing now? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like living a life of mediocrity. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just like it's a trap. Mm. You know, you can get mm. stuck there because yeah. things aren't that bad. You don't no. have to change. No. You don't have to grow or change too much because things aren't that bad. Yeah. And uh, we're not, we're not saying that, 
that's a bad way to live or anything. That's not the case no. at all. That's a fantastic way to content, live. Yeah. yeah, bloody oath. Good on you. It's just we're talking like if there is something little that maybe you want to do, it might be just like it might be just to cut some time off your, I don't know, off a sprint or it could be go for a bit better of a gym look or it could be a – it could be just to make a little bit of extra money in your in your business for the quarter or something. You know, just these little purpose things that just to keep keep that fuel mm. going, keep that drive going. Yeah, I guess it's like what's going to light your fire. Like mm. it's finding that it's difficult. You know, like a lot of guys don't know how to find that. Like what? yeah, and maybe they just need a little push in one way, push in the right direction. Yeah, or a little bit of guidance here this way. Or do you know what a big thing that I think that um, we lack is accountability. Yes. You know, like who's keeping you accountable? Like That's fair what, call, yes. What, what happens if you don't do it? That's 100%. Like, uh, well, nobody's going to know, you know. Mm. Like I was going to get up, you know, half an hour earlier this morning, but I just slept in because I didn't tell anybody that I was going to do it. <laughs> Nobody knew. Nobody yeah. matters. I'm only disappointing myself. Or like just even, even and I'm bad for this, even just like leaving the room without making your bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's a stupid one. But like uh, for some silly reason, like I just get this yeah, thing me, in my me head. Too. Yeah, yeah? yeah, Like yeah. if I walk, if I leave, if I walk out without making my part of the bed, I feel like I've, I haven't accomplished for the day. Like I've already, no. I'm already one step behind. We have a rule, and uh, well, it's an unwritten rule um, yeah. in uh, in my household. Is um, whoever um, whoever gets out of bed last yes. has to make the bed. So if you get to sleep in, you have to make the bed. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a good rule. Yeah, so I'm always up and out of bed real early. <laughs> that's because you're motivated. Well, I'm doing other shit, right? <laughs> yeah, like, not because yeah. yeah, you're motivated to get ready for the day. It doesn't yeah. because you want to make the bed. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually been um, having cold showers. Um, yeah, I've in, had it in winter. Yeah, yeah, when oh, I um, the um, it's been. I, I used to do ice baths all the time, and I kind of slacked off a bit um, for a while, and then um, so I've been doing it, you know, with um, you know, with other guys, and you know, showing them, you know, I guess breaking through some mental barriers and that kind of stuff, and using ice baths to do it, and and um, one of my mates who does it all the time is like oh, every morning get up and have a shower, sure, and I'm like four o'clock in the morning, he's like, yep, doesn't matter. Like, all right. So I think it's been like nearly eight weeks. It's been seven weeks. True shit. How are you find that? I haven't missed a morning. Four o'clock, boom, cold shower. How's that go for you? I don't feel like doing it. I really don't. I wake up. <laughs> I wake up in the morning. <laughs> True. Like, you know, I wake up at four o'clock and I'm busting for a piss. And I and all I can think about is n- like just an excuse to not get in the cold shower. Like, yeah. I wake up thinking about it and then I go and I have a piss and I... And I, you know, whatever, I brush my teeth and I do some stuff and I eventually, come on, come on, come. let's go, let's go, it's time to go. And then you, you just hear the scream and, ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I take your breath away? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've got an ensuite. It's like right next oh, to... No, poor Leah. Leah's like, yeah, she'd hear it every week. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, gee. No, that's well, right. that's a good thing, but in itself, how do you feel afterwards, though? Do you feel... Oh, amazing. feel good? Amazing. Yeah. Like, you've done... I think that like in the middle of winter and you're warm and cozy in bed mm-hmm. and you have to get out and jump in a freezing cold shower, it's almost like the worst thing that you could do, you know, like, yeah. um, and if you can do that, first thing yeah. that everything else is easier. I remember, I remember it was um, New Year's Day, right? And I had my New Year's resolutions okay. and I woke up and I said, you know what, I'm going to go down, I'm going to have a fucking cold shower and I did 
We went down, had a cold shower, I felt great. And then I was like, I'm going to go for a run on the beach. New year, new me. Okay. Get out on the beach, go for a run, get back. What are we doing now? Well, we'll, we'll go and um, have lunch. So I go, well, what are we doing? So I was staying down at the um, Pine Beach, I'd staying down at Emu uh, Park and yep. lunch at the Piney. Anyway, no beer. I just had a uh, salad and steak or something like that. Anyway, my brother-in-law turns up. Shout out to Stebo. And he goes, oh, do you want to slip over the main bar and just have a quick beer? And I'm like, ah, oh, I've done all this positive stuff. Oh, one beer won't hurt. Anyway, so we sit there. We have one beer. I'm like, oh, shit, that tasted pretty good. Might have another one. Because <laughs> you're in a good mood. I was, in a, like, I was great. Cause yeah, because you, know, you run done, down the beach. I'd done everything. Yeah, new year, new me. I was, yeah. I was on top of the world. Yeah. Next thing, a couple of hours go past and we've been punting on the, on the horses and all that sort of stuff. And I started getting the wobblies going. I'm like, fucking hell, what? I said to Steph, I said, Steph, how many fucking beers are we at? He goes, we've had 15. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I got up yeah. and I fucking strolled back to the caravan and passed out uh, passed out early that night. And I was like, well, that fucked my New Year's, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Started great. Yeah. Just died in the ass after lunch. Yeah. But oh, that, was, well. that was one of the best days I've had all year. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got in the mood. I got in the for mood. Drink a piss. I got in the mood for drink a piss. I got, I got all motivated. You do to that every piss. time now. I know. Have yeah. a cold shower, go for a run, then have yeah. sixteen beers. Yep, yeah. It's yeah, like so. uh, got a big night coming up. Yeah, I'm so have I a guess cold shower and a run. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the the moral of the story is, yeah, you got to still choose your battles and what you're doing. I suppose so. Yeah, in some things, do you know? Um, I think really. Uh, you have to be your own coach. Yes. And you need to I think everybody sets their expectations far too high. Yeah. You know, and they're also far too hard on themselves if they fail. Sure. So if, you know, you you have an expectation on um, you know, like uh say for example, we just use your example of like um, you know, New Year's Day. Yes. Well, maybe you could have just had you know, a healthy morning like Yes. And they're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start the day right, have a cold shower, go for a run. Yep. And then that's it. Tick the box. You can go drink your beers or whatever. Yep. You've won. Yeah. Like there's, you know, like. Um, yeah. Don't be such a self-critic so much. Yep, I mean, yep. maybe don't, don't, I'm not advocating going and have 16 beers. Probably not. But you might, you could probably go and have a couple. Yeah. And yeah. then, and, but you've still won the day. You got up, you did your shower, you did your run. Yep. Yeah. You, you Kicked ass in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Kicked ass in the morning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then... Took uh, names in the evening. <laughs> yeah, took names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or schooners, whatever it well, is. Well, um, well, then maybe the next day, you know, you you get up, you um, have your cold shower, you go for a run, and you only have ten beers. You yeah, that's it. And then sixteen. That's it. And then you find that happy medium. You work yeah. it out. Oh, you know, like I think it's just small small wins. You give yes. yourself, um, you know, realistic expectations. You know, you you get small wins and you build momentum. Yes. And you know, with each win, and especially as it progressively gets harder, you build more confidence and you build more um, self-esteem. Yes. You know, self-esteem is developed by you know doing hard things, overcoming them, and uh, you have esteem for yourself. Yeah. You know, um, and. Uh, and then that's, you know, and it, it only has to start out small. I think the smaller, the better. And then it like snowballs. Yeah. And then it snowballs. You mm. just got to get the ball rolling, you know, yes. like in the right direction. And then once you get the momentum up, it's hard to stop. Yeah, that's it. You yeah. get this, you get into a rhythm of it and you get into yep. a, a daily routine of it. The next thing you know, you're kicking ass. Yep. And I'm sure everybody can relate, you know, like 
um, they've been in that mode where, um, you know, like they were competing for something or, you know, they've been at the gym every day and it just yeah. turned into a habit and it's just what they do, yeah. you know. Um, and it's just just finding that momentum, I guess, maybe having a goal or something to strive for is um, is is great motivation to yeah, get definitely. you going. But it's just the trick is how do you get it? How do you keep it going? Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree. Mm. Um, now – on the uh, Dead Ass podcast here, we do have the old. Now I got in trouble actually. Well, I didn't get in trouble. I got corrected because I've been saying, "Buddy, I've been saying Don Julio is the t- t- tequila I got here on the table." But yep. totally forgot that the J is silent or it's yep. more like a H yep. <laughs> in Aussie language. So it's actually Don Julio. Julio. Don Julio. Uh, shout out to Haley, who's the one that corrected me on that. But go um, Hayley. yeah, she did Thank well. You, yeah, thanks, Haley. Uh, <laughs> making me look like a tool. <laughs> um, did, did, uh, did you need her help? Or no? Well, it's funny. Like as soon as I said it to a couple of people, like yeah, of course, it's Don Julio. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit. We just let you run with it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, make me look like an idiot for a long time. <laughs> so I'm just gonna stick it. So I'm gonna keep it as Don Julio now. So okay. some, call it some old DJ. Now, every person that I've had on the podcast so far, I've done it by myself. Um, yep. Did you want to partake in one with me? Yeah, mate. I, I listened to the other podcasts and, you know, as I said to you before, you haven't actually had a drink with anybody. No. So yep. I'm going to be I'm gonna be your drinking buddy for today. That's I'm, fantastic. I'm mate. So you're the very first person on this. To have a drink with you. Have a drink with me on yep. the podcast. Yep. We're um, officially christening the podcast. This is officially on, christening it. Yeah. Yes. On this episode. <laughs> Here we go. So I just do. This is a big nip, so I'm uh, only gonna, I'm only gonna do half. I do okay. half nips. Yeah, okay, that's good for me. Yeah, yeah that's like so that's a good size. Okay. And just so now, if you smell that, it smells like something that you could. Oh, <sighs> shit, I went a bit heavy there. Um, that smells like something that you would clean. run like a drag a drag racing. I was car gonna say clean your windows with. It does smell like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's window cleaner. <laughs> it does. It's like Windex. Yeah, a bit of Don Julio Windex. Cheers, mate. Cheers, thank you. To good health. What did you think of that, mate? For <laughs> tequila, it's tequila. Yeah, that's not too bad. It's all right, eh? Well, you know what? Every like, well, I've I've listened to um, two and a half episodes. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, you know, on those two that I got to the end, on you were like. Oh, this is, this is terrible. You know, this is, this is, t- oh, God. But then you drink it with somebody and we both have it. You're like, that's really because I'm, I've, I put my curtains up. I'm, you know, I'm trying to hide my pain. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you call them? Curtains? No, you put, put your barriers up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, trying to uh, hide the fact that I'm actually dying inside at the moment. From that, from old DJ. But thank you very yeah. much for having that with me, man. I appreciate that. Now, like I was saying to you, every person that comes on the Dead Ass podcast, now I have to clarify a couple of things there because Cole got the sh- Cole got the shits for me because I didn't give him one, okay. but he didn't realize he was on the morning show. Now the morning show, M O U R N I N G. Yeah, okay. Morning. Yeah. Yep, like it. Uh, thank you. It's a little play on words. Yes. Um, they don't get one because they're funeral industry people. Right. Yep. So they've probably already got one. Yeah, maybe. They've, they've already probably made one for themselves ah. or whatever the case may be. But here you go, mate. So you get your very own coffin nameplate with your name on it. Wicked. So there you go. Oh, man. That's the awesome. Running, um, the running trend has been um, putting them up on your bedhead. 
<laughs> yeah. There you go. Look on at that. the bed head. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I'll put that on the bed head. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll Send us a photo. I will. I will. <laughs> Hashtag Dead Ass Podcast. Dead Ass Podcast. Yes. So it's no, wicked. thanks. Uh, so no, thanks for popping in, mate. I really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing um your um your story with us. Um a part of your eulogy per se, you could say. Yeah. Um and to also uh spread the word of what what you're um, doing these days as far as the Warriors way. Um, now, the Warriors way, you do have your socials, don't you? You have yeah. your Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. There is, that's all available yep. to people. They can go on there, search that, yep. Warriors way, and they'll find um, your content there. Yeah. Um, I'm, actually, yeah. I'm actually in the process of promoting a big camp at oh, the beautiful. moment. Okay. I'm going to make a documentary. Um, yep. We're going to um, put um, uh, 20 people through uh, an intensive camp for a week. Wow, cool. Um, where they'll be challenged and, um, and uh, you know, I guess uh, it's going to be as fun as we can make it but as challenging as we yes. can make it as well. And then we're going to, at the end of the, the, the camp at the week, we're going to promote a fight show. Oh, wow, cool. So that they can have the opportunity to step in the ring and have a fight. Yes. Um, these are going to be people with martial arts experience. Yes. And um, we'll promote the show and, uh, you know, so we'll have a, another local show as oh, well. Oh, nice. Cool. So yeah. we'll keep an eye out for those dates. You let us know and we'll post them up as well yep. for all the people. Um, yeah, mate, uh, thank you very much once again. Um, it's great to hear it from your point of view as well, what you have to offer and promote um, and to help people in their journeys. Um Good on you, mate. And um, once you've finished all that stuff as well with your with your thing, we might get you back on if you want and let us know how it all went, what you went through and how it all turned out. Yeah, man, I'd love to. That'd be great. Yeah. And, uh, well, thanks thanks uh, for everyone who's tuning in again. Thank you to all the people who followed us, um, liked our pages, uh, gave us some information, uh, some questions, sorry, in regards to uh, the fuel industry side of things as well. Um, thank you to people who have been supporting us by sharing our content out. Uh, we love you all. Thank you. You are the ones that we call the pallbearers because you're the ones that carry the uh, podcast as the pallbearers would carry the coffin. Yep. Pallbearers nice. carry the podcast. So thank you to everyone. Um, we'll catch you around on the next one. Thanks, Brent. Take care, mate. Thanks, Cheers. Blood. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cheers. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.